Welcome back to another week of the Swing the Twain podcast. I'm Tommy Franks. Anthony Colasano and Jeff Wilkinson are here. It is a Friday, and it is, wow, May 20th, guys. I mean, months flying by fast. Um, if you want to email the podcast, talk to us. Email us at swingthetwig at, at gmail.com. Guys, what's happening? Hey, yo. How's it going? Not too bad. Another week, uh, you know, Yankees still rule baseball, even though we had a very crushing loss. But, hey, can't win them all. A new streak starts on Friday. And we play the White Sox, so, oh, yeah. you know, shake it off. Go back to New York. Have a good weekend in the Bronx. I'm so excited for the White Sox series, but um... – you know, let's let's get into the Yankees a little bit before we move on, guys. And, we'll, and we're going to go all around the league tonight. That's uh, that's the real goal. Uh, Yankees are still number one in baseball despite losing to the Orioles. And they look easily the number one team in baseball. Uh, they took three out of four from Baltimore. Uh, they won nine straight games prior to Thursday's loss. They look really good, I would say, overall. Um, you know, there's not much to really complain about with this ball club. I was at Baltimore on uh, Monday night. And it was a 6-2 contest. Should have been really 6-1, but that's okay. Um, but it was a, it was, it's a really good team, guys. I mean, what's, to, what's not to like right now? Yeah, I mean, the Yankees have just been on absolute tear as of, like, you know, best team in baseball. Um, you know, they're 8-2 their, in their last 10 games, and showing really no signs of slowing down we've won every single series we've played except for that early baltimore stretch when everyone you know hit that panic button like crazy and now everyone's kind of just cruising along with a nice lead in the east right now so yeah like you said what's not what's not to like i think the only thing not to like is the fact that we blew that game on thursday and even then, I mean, that's bound to happen sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And that's, uh, you know, I, I wasn't mad about that loss. I lost money, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the end of the world uh, to me. Okay. Um, the rest of the league, guys, the Dodgers and the Mets are kind of lagging. These are teams that were supposed to really be past the Yankees. The Yankees weren't really supposed to be leading the AL East um, at this point. Or the American League or Major League Baseball. The Dodgers were. Dodgers are kind of struggling. They lost, I think, two out of three to Philly. And now they're coming back to Philly uh, this weekend, which we'll get into a little bit. The Mets are looking okay, I guess. Still not to par what um, what they really should be at this time, like Jeff and I talked about before the recording tonight. Um, but the Padres guys still surprising me. Like they still, They're still impressive. I mean, I saw them in, in Philly on uh, Wednesday night. Uh, they, they got shut out three, nothing, but I mean, it is a good ball club. And, and, uh, I think they're tied or I think a game out of first place guys. Um, what's not to like about the, uh, the NL West right now. I mean, it's competitive. It's, uh, you know, it, yeah. it's a, it's a division that kind of shocked. I think that's shocking baseball fans as a division that we thought was only going to be run by two teams, the Giants and the Dodgers. Um, you know, obviously I, I say that because when Tatis went down, Everyone was like, all right, well, Manny's going to have to step up. And he has, you know, early, early case for him to be the MVP, in which I hope he wins because I have a parlay that's looking really nice right now. Bobby Wood <laughs> Jr. can kind of step it up a little bit. Six to win 21,000 if Machado and Judge win MVP, respectively, and Bobby Wood wins Rookie of the Year. 
So that's looking pretty good. Ooh. But but they okay. uh but yeah, but I mean look if the Padres can stay afloat and look, Manny's doing what Manny's doing in MVP and when Tatis comes back and I believe in a month or so, uh depending how fast he can do his rehab assignment, um, you know, with the pitching staff, you know, Hosmer's playing well, Voigt's mm, kind of eh, he's not doing so great. I know they got Cano. We'll see how he does no. and whatever. And what, what why'd you no, say that? Yeah. But yeah, see whatever. No, because Voigt What are you gonna say? He's struggling. No, yeah, Voigt's Voigt, struggling, yeah. man. Yeah, Voigt, yeah, I was talking to Don. He's like, uh, it's kind of a, it's kind of a blessing that we got rid of him in New York because he's doing the same thing in San Diego. So, you know, and you know, we got to see what how, whatever Cano has left in the tank for the Padres. I don't think it's a lot, but they're not going to care. They're paying him a bag of chips. But you know, if if, if they can keep it afloat, come August, you know. They can make a serious push, and you know they could make some moves at the trade deadline if they really need to, if they really want to fight for that, you know, division lead. So they're gonna, you know, they're gonna they're they're gonna keep an interest between the Giants and Dodgers, and the Dodgers need to be scared because did you guys see the video of Max Muncy of him like it was a strike right down the middle, and he's like, nah, nah, that's not. He a argued it. I'm just like, are I? I think people think he's going blind. Like, and I'm not joking. Like, I'm not. I'm not being funny. Like, I'm being like dead ass serious. Like, it's like I think his well, vision is messed up. Because that was right. Down I think the it's middle. possible that. I think it's possible that he was arguing that it was a um, what do you call it? It was too fast of a pitch. Like he wasn't ready for the pitch in time. I think that's what it could have been because it was way too. I mean, come on, man. That was right down the middle. Um, that's the only thing I was thinking. Maybe he's arguing the the timing of the motion and everything and the time in between the pitch. I know you're talking about. Yeah, that, that, that's what it was per Joe Davis. Max was arguing pitcher didn't come set, um, which makes a lot more sense uh, than what everyone was thinking before. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because when I saw that, I was like, I was like, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, are we serious right now? Like I and, and and he's struggling, so I'm just like, all right, is that is like is something going on? Because he's not doing what he usually does. You know, he is a, he he is struggling at the plate um, from an average perspective and from a power perspective too. Like he's not doing what he's done in the previous year. So I don't know, but glad our glad our uh, our genius Jeff there could clear it up for us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I got I got him on fantasy, so I got to stay up to date with him. That is very true. Um, you know, speaking He's of gonna uh, get dropped real fast though, if he keeps it up, I tell you what. Right. Yeah. Speaking of Padres guys, well, former Padre uh, Chris Paddock, who used to pitch for them, he's on the Twins now. He's getting Tommy John surgery. I saw, and Max Scherzer's out like six to eight weeks, I believe, for the Mets. Uh, something yep. like that. He had some discomfort uh, on Thursday night, or I'm sorry, Wednesday night. Excuse me. Uh, but now he's now he's uh, he's gonna be out six to eight weeks. So uh, pitchers are going down fast, guys. Anything to be concerned about regarding injuries? Is it a uh, injury filled season or is this normal? Feels pretty normal to me. I mean, we we all know Degrom gets hurt for a period of time, typically like at least half the season. We know it just happens. It's Degrom. You know, uh, Scherzer, he's not a spring chicken either. You know, he's getting up there in age. That's only going to happen, you know. And then with with Paddock, you know, Tommy John, I mean, that 
that's just the game now. You know, he'll be back in a year or two. He'll probably add another mile to his fastball or something, and he'll probably come back stronger and better than before. That's just how the game works now. I'm not concerned as far as the injuries go, and I know that was a big concern playing into a shortened spring training season. It feels like a pretty normal season as far as that goes, except for the Mets being target practice for the first month of the season. I mean, but I... I think I think only the Mets really have to be concerned right now with who's hurt for them right now. I think sure. that's it. I mean sure. I mean I mean yeah, I agree with that. Because certainly because again, it's an oblique injury for Max Scherzer and you know, a lot of people and I've you know, when I was first, you know, watching the game, I was like I didn't realize the severity of an oblique injury is, but when a pitcher or a hitter has an oblique injury it is bad news because I've heard people, many people say that has to heal 1,010%. Like you cannot come mm-hmm. back early. You have to make sure there is no setbacks. Like it has to be full strength before you get out and start ramping it up. Like you cannot have acid. And with this, like it sucks because he really needs to take care of it. And, and Jeff, like you said, He's like 37, 38. He's not a spring chicken, and they're paying him $40 million. And this was kind of the glue to this whole team was DeGrom and Scherzer. They're going to be out till July, possibly August. Like, this is bad. Like, again, they're in a bad division. They're number one in their division. That's great. But that pitching has to step up for them to kind of make their way. Because I know the Braves are struggling. Matt Olson's in a bit of a slump. Acuna's kind of teetered off a little bit you know Miami's doing okay Philadelphia is not doing great because they can't play defense and they have no pitching but if the Mets start to fall like start to you know fall back it could give some wiggle room to the teams I just mentioned because like I said Max Scherzer and DeGround was the reason people had them going to the World Series and if you don't have those for the meat of the season I mean I'd hit the panic button for the Mets right now this is not this is a not a good sign. Even though they won, it is not a good sign. Uh you're hitting the panic they, button already? Yeah. It's the Mets. It's, it's the Mets. <laughs> you're not you're they're, you're, they're, they're, you're, they're, you're, they're, you're go Jeff. Go Jeff. <laughs> they're they're in the NL least. That division is Ooh. not good. Only the Mets are good, and look at who they have to play. They have to play Miami, who's not good. They have to play the Nationals, who are not good. They have to play the Phillies, who are not good. And they have to play the Braves, who are not going to be able to run it back or even make the playoffs at this point. Ooh. They're just not. It's not a strong division. The Mets aren't going to be able to keep it up at this point. I'm with Anthony on here. Mets need to start pressing that panic button or at least really start thinking at guys like Frankie Montes, who are going to be very early uh, high-profile candidates when trade deadline starts barreling in next month or two. Mm-hmm. No, look, I, I get it. I get I get why you're hitting the panic button. But And I, and I, you know, I know the Mets crash and burn at a certain point. Um, but it's it's May. I like to see like when, how slowly or fast they're going to crash and burn. I know it's inevitable, but it's kind of early. I'm just saying it's kind of early to hit the panic button. I think we'll be hitting the panic button. I think everyone will agree we'll be hitting the panic button on the Mets in like June, July. <laughs> or is that too late at that point? The I mean, panic are already settling. The Mets will know that they're going <laughs> to lose the division to 
I don't know, Miami just because. My, I don't know. Miami, but... Miami's only two games under 500. Like, they're like they're kind of keeping it afloat. But, I mean, again, that would be Three games amazing. now. Three yeah. games. Oh, they lost. Oh, what do you do? But, I mean, like, look. I mean, like you said, it's, <laughs> in, it's inevitable. And this was kind of the core of the reason why they were supposed to be the best team in baseball is to have those two guys kind of carry them to victory. And now they're out. I feel like the thing that people kind of forgot about was that or more so for Scherzer is that he's old. I think That's everyone knew, I think everyone knew DeGrom's injury history and that the risk that that that, that he brings um, to a team is that he's bound to get injured. But I think the DeGrom side people forgot how old he was. And now you have this massive injury where he's gonna be out at least two months. All right. So you're looking at late July, early August he comes back. Which is good for me because I'm going to the subway series in August, end of August, so I might get to see him. Um, but True. it's not, but it's not, it's, it's not good. And, you know, I know Pete Alonso, he's having a phenomenal season. He's leading the league in RBIs. Lindor is, you know, having a big bounce back year because last year was an atrocious season for him. Um, but you also got rumors. That's that putting Don- it lightly. Yeah, I know. Well, it, it, let's just say it was very, very bad. Like it was a colossal mess for him last year, but there's other, there's other stuff going on that Dom Smith, he wants out. He hates he hates his role in on the Mets as being this guy who's not playing every day, and he said it vocally, "I want out. I want to be playing every day, and I deserve to be playing every day." So, sure, that's not good when you don't when your players aren't even buying into your system. Because we had that same situation for the Yankees, where not everyone is playing every day, but they understand that they're getting their rest like at least once a week, which is good. You know, they're getting their rest it's once working. a week. They're staying fresh. Yeah, and it's working, and it gives you know it gives like guys like Marlon Gonzalez a chance to play. You know, Hickey and Trevino platoon back and forth, which I think is great. You know, Donaldson a rest here and there. Judge or Stank could either take a half day or a full day off, like, and they understand that. Mm-hmm. Like, their their the ego is not getting in the way, which I think could be a big blow for them for the Mets if 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 that continues to happen. I don't think it will because it's just one player, but I mean. I'm just I'm hitting the red pen at especially if it's a guy like Dominic Smith of all players. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, well, speaking of Mets guys, there's a former Met that comes to mind. Uh, Jeff, you and I were talking about this before we came on today. Matt Harvey, who is a former Met, I think is he still in the Orioles or was on the Orioles? I guess he'll be let go maybe because he has no value now at this point. Well, he never had value in the past year. But Matt Harvey is is suspended for sixty games for what drug again, Jeff? Uh something that was supposed to help him, but did absolutely nothing to help him. But what was the name of the drug? Uh, I don't know. It was probably I a, forget um, the name of it. Let me it, was some, it was some testosterone kind of drug like... that that boosted it. Some HGH stuff. It was probably a sugar pill, if we're being honest. Oh mm. no, it was the for um, for Skaggs in relation to Skaggs' death. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, in- like like drug drugs, not not peds. Drug drugs, peds. <laughs> um, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Harvey's suspended now for sixty games. Not that he had any value, but that just uh, caught my eye because now uh, the Orioles, I think, improved now because they don't have to use Matt Harvey anymore. <laughs> Um, so that was good. Um, hey, Jeff, you brought this up to me um, before we started. Uh, Albert Pujols is now 10 all-time 
in hits in his career. Yes, sir. Albert Pujols moving up that list. And he's going to be nine really soon. A lot of great baseball players now. Yeah. How many more does he need? He only needs like a couple uh, to pass Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn's next on that list. Okay. Tony Gwynn is not. I think he needs like maybe like 40 hits. I think I think he might. I think I think nine is where he stays, where he like gets that. to. I mean, I, I, I can look it up. Okay, yeah. Well, what would he need to get to eight? I'm assuming the number eight and nine are retired. Um, before before you look it up, before you look it up, um, I would like to do the trivia of Ooh. the day question right, right now because right, it actually involves Albert Pujols. All right. So Albert Pujols, as we just learned, is now 10th on the list all-time for hits in Major League Baseball. Okay. Who did he pass? Who did Albert Pujols pass? Who was number 10 before Pujols? Who is now number 11 on the list? Oh, crap. Uh, um, uh, you got me. going to be way off, but I have to guess something. Uh, Wade Boggs. I don't know. It's an old guy. It's an old guy. I'm going to go with... Um, oh, no, it's not him. I think he's I think he's a little bit further up in the list. This is a pretty tough one here. I don't know. I'm Unless you were watching... Unless you were watching the game. Yeah, unless you were watching the game, you wouldn't know. I have two. One I think is lower on the list, and one I think he's too high. I'm going to go with the guy who's high. Play for the same team. Stan Usual? Not Stan. No. <laughs> Stan. He's yeah, high. Stan is fourth all time. Yeah, he's higher. I knew he was higher. <laughs> my, my other guy, I know, and I think he's lower, is Winfield. Okay. Not Dave. Dave Winfield is. He's like in the twenties. How many more guesses we get here? How many more guesses do we get here before we guess the whole Hall of Fame? Uh, guess one more. I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll give you a hint. He played for the Philadelphia Athletics. That's how far back we're going. Oh my God. That's how far back we're going with this guy. Okay, I have. You lost me. Jimmy Fox. Not Jimmy Fox, but good guess. All right, Jeff. What is it? Nope. Eddie Collins. Oh, I was uh, never getting that. Yeah, Which who? Was, yeah, no one. Yeah, I, who? Now, how far <laughs> off? Now, how far off was Anthony with that guess? That last one. Uh, I don't think he even has three thousand hits. <laughs> so that I just he, he he was the only guy I knew from that era, on that team. Interesting. Right? I don't think Jimmy Fox really? has 3,000 hits. I think, I think he has, if he's in the high 2000s, I want to say. Wow. Okay. He, he had the power. Uh, he is 78th with 2,646 hits. <laughs> yeah. All right. Robinson Cano needs 10 more to pass him, though. Oh. oh yeah. Well, uh, he, ain't, he ain't doing that. I saw, him on the, I saw him in the dugout the other day. Ooh, wow. What a bust, what a bust he is. Um, okay. <laughs> From all right, we go from we go from um, hits, a lot of hits to no hits, and we were talking about the Reds and Pirates game, which well, I would love to, to have talked about if we were here on Tuesday, but we couldn't. 
Um, the Reds, Hunter Green, the young pitcher from Cincinnati, actually threw a no-hitter um, last Sunday against the Pirates. And you all know the story probably now, but by, by at this point, the Pirates ended up winning the game despite the no-hitter being thrown. That was It was that many base on balls and hit by pitches um, to have won the game for the Pirates. I has this ever been I don't think it's ever been done in major league history at least in a very long time at least in our lifetime if it if it ever has been done um is there any it's it it's it's happened a handful of times I think how about I think in, I think in terms of complete nine inning no hitters yeah I think there's been like five or six total how about in our lifetime though I think it's the only one in our lifetime I, I <laughs> As far as the term of the century goes, I think it's the only time it's happened. How do you do that? You don't even score a run. Most teams that have no hitters thrown, they at least score a run. A run. Two. Against the Pirates to boot. Right. And, and, you know, the Reds are not, you know, a shabby. Like, I I hate to say it because the Reds' record looks horrible, but the Reds do not have a horrible, horrible, horrible offense. Like, this team almost made the playoffs last year. Like, it makes no sense to me how how the team is this bad. Um, when the pitching showed out last Sunday, and all of a sudden they just fall off a cliff, and like India, Vod, I think India's hurt though. But but Joey, the, huh? the only thing I could think of as because I was watching that final inning, yeah, the only thing I could think of was the theme song to curb your enthusiasm, <laughs> because that is the only thing that can summarize this season for Cincinnati Perfect. so far. Perfect. It's abysmal. Good job, good one there, Jeff. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. I just. I don't. I'm not draw it up. But anyway, uh, I thought we'd touch on that. Um. Is everyone ready for their bro of the week? Uh. This week before we get into um all the other stuff in the series and fantasy, and then we can go. Shit. Is everyone ready for bro of the week or not so much? Do we have a Do we have bros of the week? I'm sure we do somewhere. I got. I got mine. I got mine. I don't know. Jeff? Jeff, Jeff's like, I, think, I think Jeff's a little struck. I think Jeff's struggling. <laughs> I, uh, I I was busy looking up the stats and everything for the trivia to have a bro of the week. Um, okay. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll. I got one. Yeah, I'll get a bro of the week. Oh, wait. I think I might know who I'm going with. Yeah, I know who I'm going with. Who are you going with? I'm going with Paul Goldschmidt. Okay. Why? He he's just been an absolute unit so far this season. He's hitting three seventeen on the year, which is phenomenal for a guy his age. You know, he's he's been raking. Uh, he's had a lot of multi hit games over the past couple of weeks. Um, over this past week, he had three in the five games that he played in. Um, including three home runs in that stretch. So he's he's been phenomenal this season. Okay. Really a bright spot for the Cardinals who are trying their damnest to get a wild card spot. All right, Anthony? I'm going to go with Taylor Ward of the Angels. Much as uh, people want to, uh, you know, give Otani and Trout all the credit in the world, which they do deserve. They do deserve because Trout's having another MVP season. And Otani is as well, you yeah. know, seven home runs, twenty plus RBIs. Has a I don't mm-hmm. think his I don't think his win loss record is great, but that really doesn't matter. His ERA is I think in the threes, low threes, which is good. But Taylor reward 
375 batting average, OPS over 1,000, nine home runs, 24 RBIs. He's helping that offense. You know, he's, he's giving some support to Trout and Otani and Rendon. And I think that's kind of what the Angels have been missing, along with pitching. You know, they've been missing some supporting cast help. You know, as much as Trout is a god in all facets of the world, he can't do it all, right? Jeter doesn't have five, right? It's like Jeter doesn't have five rings without Bernie Williams and Jorge and all those guys. Mike Trout needs some help, you know, and I know he has Otani and, you know, Rendon, we hopefully can get it going, but Ward stepping up and having this massive impact that he has right now in the Angels, he's, you know, at this point, if the season ends right now, he wins the batting title. They're in the playoffs, so if he keeps it up, you know, we're going to see, hopefully, the Angels win the AL West and not the Astros, because I do not want the Astros to win at all. I hate Nobody that does. team. I hate that team. I'm not pissed Verlander's having a great Nobody season. Does. I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. I want him to shit the I hear ball, you. but no. I hear you. you know, it, it, yeah, it's funny you. that you say Taylor Ward Anthony, because I think I picked him a couple weeks ago, I think earlier in the season. I, either I did or someone else did, so Taylor Ward has been mentioned on this show before. Yeah, so yeah, that, that's why I would say, like, yeah, so he, he's a favorite, but I mean, as you should, I mean, he's putting up crazy numbers. Oh yeah, for sure. If if the MLB had a comparable six man of the year award, it would go to Taylor right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, okay. And I got mine. Mine is going to be um, Anthony Santander of the Orioles, guys. Um, this might be a uh, an odd one, but it I'm gonna take it because the guy's impressive I mute to me. You. Like he's there's not many. <laughs> there's not, no, 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 no. But there's not many. No, no, no. I okay. I get why we're saying that because of what happened on Thursday. But I mean, the guy impresses me. Just like I'm gonna be neutral here. Like Anthony and I were at one of the Orioles games, uh, Orioles Yankee games in the stadium uh, not too long ago, and Santander bombed one to left field. This guy's consistent. I mean, he's he's got he's got good hitting abilities. I saw him Monday night. He bombed two. He bombed one on Monday night from off of Severino, who's a good pitcher from one side of the plate, and then he bombed one off of uh, Chapman from the left side of the plate, which is uh, good stuff to me. I think you don't see that often from switch hitters, who are who are rare nowadays, by the way, switch hitters. Um, uh, so that's uh, really impressive. So Santander, there's not many bright spots in the Orioles um, th- this season and, and for recent seasons, but Santander's up there, man. I think he's, uh, he's one of their most improved players, hands down. I don't love him for what he did on Thursday, um, but... But, uh, you know, I got to respect it. So that's my bro of the week. Um, series of the week. Jeff, you want to start? Uh, sure. Let's see. Series of the week. I am going to go with – no, I will not pick the obvious one because that's going to be a good series. So I am instead going to go with da-da-da, the Blue Jays and the Reds. For the simple reason that if the Blue Jays cannot manage to sweep, I don't mean beat, if they cannot sweep the Reds, they're in trouble. They'll be in danger. They're already in danger of dropping below 500. But if they lose the series, they'll be at or below 500 for a team that came in with a lot of momentum from last season. You know, Vlad hyping up this, that, and everything else. This is going to be a movie. 
so far it's looking like something a high schooler put together. You know, it, it's not it's not been a good season for them. Yeah, they're above five hundred, but you're competing with you're competing with Tampa and you're competing with the Yankees and Boston's eventually got to figure it out. So right now they're not even slated to make the wild card, even in an expanded format. So, Anthony, what's your series? Uh, I don't go with division one. Cause this is a big one. Second and third place. Do we get out this weekend? Uh, Braves and the Marlins. Both teams are kind of around the Ooh. same record. Um, and I kind of need yeah. one of them to kind of sweep the other so that one of them could catch up to the Mets, you know, and, and I feel like this is a big series for Matt Olsen. You know, they said it during the broadcast of the in-game. He is in a very bad funk, batting 174, 175, two home runs in like his last 30 at-bats or something like that. It has not been a good stretch for him. Yeah. For a guy that was supposed to be or is the replacement for Freeman for the next decade and he got a standing ovation on opening day, and he was raking early on, but he's got to hit a funk. And, you know, you kind of expect that from players. You're going to hit some walls in the season. It's a long season, but, um, you know, he needs a little pick-me-up. And, you know, I just hope for his sake and, you know, for the team's sake so that they can catch up to the Mets that he kind of can get it going. Because if he can get it going and then Acuna starts raking, you know, those two can be dangerous, a nice righty-lefty duo in the middle of that order. Are you guys aware that the Mets are seven games ahead of the of the Phillies for first place? I didn't realize it was that big of a gap. Yeah. Seven games? Yeah, that's how bad that division that's, um, is. The NL, NL least. The NL least um, makes a lot more sense to me now. Um, I'm yes, going to – see, I'm looking at this right now. I'm still deciding. Well, no, I'm not. that's not true. Um, I'm going to say Padres-Giants, guys, and, I, and poor Dom is not on here tonight. But the Padres, I think, are a pretty solid team. I saw them lose their only game in Philly. Um, so did Dom, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, the Padres look good to me. I think they're really impressive this season. They turn a corner. Um, this is going to be a challenge a little bit in San Francisco playing the Giants. I think they're up to the task. I think they're ready for it. Um, imagine when Tatis comes back how good this team's going to be, guys. Bob Melvin's a much better manager, I think, than Tingler ever was, to Dom's mm-hmm. point. Uh, I think we see that now. And they and they won a series in Philly without Bob Melvin even being there. I think he had surgery or something back at San Diego. So Padres really impressed me, guys. And I think I think this is going to be a good challenge for them, taking on a very gritty uh, team in San Francisco in uh, in the Bay Area. So that's going to be a really good matchup I think will be um, awesome. All right, so Jeff, who's got the uh, fantasy uh, leads so far this week? Fantasy lead so far this week. All right, so talking about last week, first off, last week we had uh, my team playing against Anthony's team, and I came out on top, and Tommy played Dom, and Dom ended up coming away with the win. Yeah, by half. Came back and won. He came back unbelievable, right? Yep. Um, (laughs) This week... This week it's me against Tommy, and I am up on Tommy right now, two twenty to one eighty nine, oh. and it's Dom and Anthony in a very close game, one eighty three to one seventy eight in Dom's favor. Maybe this will be the week I finally change my lineup. That'd be uh, that'd be wise, right? <laughs> that'd be you pretty wise. To. You, dude, you got Judge on your bench. Oh, and Rizzo. <laughs> nice one, nice job, Tommy. Probably would have won. You probably <laughs> would have won. You, you, pro- you probably would have won. 
I probably I probably would have. I can turn. There's still plenty of time to turn around. So I, I'll uh, I'll um, I'll start. I gotta start doing that. Um, now that I have the time, commencement's over. Commencement's over. College is over. We'll find the time. Um, there you go. So yeah. So we'll see. Uh, what are everyone's records so far, Jeff? Uh, overall in the season. All right. So if we're just looking at the records right now. Um, let me see. League. Here we go. So in the East, we have Anthony and Tommy, and Anthony is up on him right now, two game, two to three, and Tommy is one and four. <laughs> yeah, this time, but no, I have to, I have to get hot a little bit. Yeah. I'll, and I'll, in yeah. the West, we have Dom at four and one, leading me at three and two. Hmm. Okay. So that that that's a competitive one. So I'm the I'm the only one. Am I the only one under 500? Uh, no, Anthony is as well. Okay, okay. So there's some competition there, just a tad, for last. <laughs> um, the fu- the funny thing is, you guys are the East Division, so you guys are the NL East right now. The NL East, yeah, right. Uh... Um. All right. Well, Jeff, um, that being said, do you have your free pick of the week provided by Live Sports Traders um, I do. for Friday or Saturday? What do we got, Jeff? We're doing Saturday, and we're going to do the Rays against the O's. Rays are going to come out with the win. The Rays. Just the money line? Yep. We'll just go money line. All right. The Rays, guys. I, Jeff, you remember how you, I, just, I remember why you told me now why you hate spreads in baseball, because remember the Colorado game? Oh yeah, and you got burned. Oh yeah, hey, everyone got burned. That took that. Don't I remember? But <laughs> hey, we are we are three and two right now on the season. Should be four and one, but you know what? It's whatever. It's fine. It's fine. So at, after a bit of a rough start going zero and two, we've won our last three. So we're hoping to keep the gravy train rolling this week. Um, we will see you then. From Tommy Franks, Jeff Wilkinson, Anthony Colasano. We will see you then. Have a great weekend, everybody.